Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. going on holiday to Dubai whilst her club is in desperate need of leadership as they are on the very brink of relegation. That's very weird. Uh, good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live on this Sunday evening live from the Valley. I'm your host, Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here... Uh, at the Valley, the grand old man of Charlton Live, Terry Smith. How you doing, Tell? I'm all right, mate, but this is a recording, actually. I'm in the socials. <laughs> yeah, well, I made it back from Dubai <laughs> myself uh, just uh, to do the show and uh, join us, making his return to the other side of the desk after he uh, very successfully hosted the uh, the big match preview on Thursday. Tom Wallin, how you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm rushed back from holiday for this. Yeah, everyone, everyone has. I went on holiday to West London yesterday to watch the Addicts uh, get defeated by two goals to one at Queen's Park Rangers on tonight's show. We will look back at that game, the heartbreaking 2-1 defeat to QPR, which sees 
Uh, Charlton now floundering 10 points adrift of safety uh, in the championship relegations. I'm going to hear from Jose Riga. We are, as I've already alluded to, we're going to discuss the fact that the CEO, Katrin Mary, has done what a lot of us have wanted her to do, and which is go away. <laughs> uh, but she's even managed to do that wrong. She's actually gone on holiday to Dubai for 10 days during a, a critical time for the club. Uh, as we stare down the battle of relegation to the pub leagues, uh, we want to know uh, what in a, what's the most inappropriately timed holiday you've ever had. Have you missed your granddad's funeral to go on holiday or something like that? That's what we, we want to know. Uh, so get, get your emails in on that fact. And at 8pm, we've got an exclusive for you. I'm really excited about this. Got contacted uh, during the week. We've got an exclusive for you. We're going to be uh, giving you the first ever airing of a brand new protest song uh, called More Than Just a Toy by The 2%. More Than Just a Toy by The 2%. Uh, we're going to be playing that for you around eight, about eight o'clock. It's a protest song written by a Charlton fan, uh, which will be on sale from Tuesday for ninety nine p. I think uh, uh, with uh, all proceeds going towards the uh, the protest funds. And we'll bring you that exclusive first play uh, to you later on this evening's show. And of course, we want to know what you guys make of all our topics this evening. So the game, Katrine, the song, the state of the club, Joseph Regal, whatever you want to talk about. Get your emails in studio at chartonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at chartonlive. You can head over to the Chartland Live forum where you'll find there's a thread for tonight's show. And you can comment on there. But uh, this, uh, as we always do, we kick off by talking about a defeat, uh, Terry. Um, <laughs> heart- heartbreaking defeat. I think... <sighs> And probably Greg will will um, will concur with this. I, I mean, I've been I'm a fairly half goal, far full, half glass, glass half full. I'll get it out. Clearly, uh, glass half full. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if only glass half full kind of guy. Uh, and so I tend to look um, with positives where there are some, in, and sometimes even when there aren't. Uh, but I think yesterday, uh, not just the, not just losing, by the way, the, the manner of the defeat, I think, was a kick in the guts as well. I think uh, I think yesterday was the first time I thought that's it. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, I've been I've been ignoring the the reality for the most part. I've been, uh, as you know, you know, I've been downloading our running and calculating and looking at where we could possibly pick up points and where the rest will drop. I've been doing that for the last sort of month, month and a half, maybe two months, uh, with you telling me I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, and so, so I, we can now concur that I am an idiot. Uh, and yesterday was the sudden realisation of that fact. Well, no, that's not true. I've known I'm an idiot for yeah, a while. We've, I mean, yeah. say we've, we've all known for a long time. The sudden realisation of, of the fact that, uh, yeah, that's it. You know, we're, um, uh, our fate is sealed and probably has been in reality for a while. But um, I think, uh, it, it, and they say it's the hope that kills you. It's, um, it, over the last few weeks, the performances, the, 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 the occasional victories uh, have, just, um, have just given signs that we might and uh, yesterday, even yesterday, up until about, what, the 89th minute or whatever it was that he scored that goal. Um, it was the 93rd minute. Was it, it 93rd? Was I, can't, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember. It. Um, but Kayati, when he when he swung that in, even just before that, when um, Lennon cleared, not, not off the line, but as good as, uh, you thought, well, you know, we should, things, are, things might actually go our way, having uh, missed countless numbers of chances. Uh, and then that uh, that finish, which was a good goal, you've got to give him yeah. that, it was a good finish, but uh, the manner in which it happened was just the... The final nail in the coffin, I suppose, because um, you know di- losing is one thing, but uh, losing in that manner is just uh, is just doubly irked yeah. to me. And so I wasn't a happy man yesterday. No. You, you, you talk about the manner of the defeat. Say say, and I've, I've tried to put games into context quite a lot 
um, over over the last few weeks. Say say this game was just a game. It was just a mid, we're, we're mid table, they're mid table, and we lose like that. You're going to be kicking the cat when you're going. You're going oh, it's still gutting, yeah, because yeah. of the manner in which it happened. Yeah, the, but, the fact that we dominated yeah. pretty much. Well, the second half, anyway. The first half was fairly um, nondescript, and it was a, a a battle between two teams who uh, one who didn't think they had anything to play for, and another who was you know we were desperately trying to get something right, and and it wasn't quite working. You know, it, was, it was a it was a stalemate almost at, at times. Uh, they took the lead through an absolute fluke and a, and, it shouldn't, and a goal that shouldn't have been because uh, yeah, he I, haven't, was, I haven't seen a replay yet, but <laughs> suspicion of offside. Is well, in there. Th- some, some other people were saying that Solly was playing him on, which I uh, I've looked at it briefly and I haven't analysed it properly, but I don't think that was the case. And I think um, we still haven't, according to what Jose said afterwards, which we'll hear. It seemed like the explanation coming from the officials were that he wasn't interfering. Which is quite bizarre in the extreme, being as he was standing in the six-yard box, he actually moved his head, you know, he did a, the flick header thing to try and touch it. So Pope's standing there thinking, well, if he touches it, I've got to stand my ground because it's going to come straight at me. Yeah. Uh, which is why he didn't go for the, uh, go for the original cross. So uh, to try and, try and say that um, it, it, was, uh, uh, it wasn't interfering is bizarre. Um, mind you, that linesman down there was older than me. Um, so uh, he was Lally. really. Did, 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 he looked. He looked about eighty. That fella. It was on the far side to where I was. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, and both of them looked fairly ancient. I'm not. No, grey hair is no no, um, no uh, indication of age. As uh, by looking at me, you can tell. But uh, this guy just looked eighty and 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 sort of run the line like he was eight as well but that side we got back in the game we looked uh, positive in the second half I thought you know we were we were going to go on and win that easily we countless numbers of chances Vettikali's won probably the pick but hitting the crossbar and, and loads of other sort of wrong choices I suppose which we yeah. did a bit of in the first half in the final third but especially in that second half just wrong choices and, and that happens I suppose when you're down where we are and you, and you panic a little bit um, and then uh, and then what happened happened yeah Survived. A, we survived a, a, a reasonably good start by QPR. First five ten minutes had a, a couple of crosses into the box. Uh, Luango had that had the shot from distance that rose over the bar. But then then we actually started to show a little bit of that character that we, that we haven't seen this season, but we have seen over the last three or four weeks. And that level of performance picked itself up again. And you know, it, it just leaves yourself just leaves yourself wondering what what could have been if. If if things if things had gone differently this season, and if jo- if Jose had come in earlier, I mean, people might disagree with me. Maybe that they, they, they think that Jose's as much as a problem as well. But I think perhaps if Jose had come in when when Carroll came in, that that I, it'd be a I, different I situation. I actually think it's a double whammy uh, myself, uh, and I don't. I, I mean, this is no disrespect to Jason Yule, by the way, at all. But I think the double whammy of Jose Riga coming in and uh, Clarkie being made uh, this the the assistant uh, is the is the thing that have that has changed our. Um, not fortunes, clearly, but our, our mentality and our approach and our and our, uh, and our method of play. But in a, in some ways, especially after yesterday, I was I was I was happy to put up with it up to a point. But after yesterday, what what really irks me is is the sort of thing Mick McCarthy comes out with and saying, "Well, I've no idea why they're down there. They're a good side. I've no <laughs> idea why they're in the bottom three. I can't understand that." And then you you know you get other managers saying, "Well, that's the hardest game we played." Or so you know all that sort of stuff. And and uh, as you come out of the ground, supporters saying, "Well, I don't understand. You're one of the better sides we played. You know, I don't understand why you're down." There. And that makes it worse. Yeah. So that's, I mean, the realization that actually, I mean, we know we shouldn't be there. Um, not just because of the, uh, the the squad is is thin, but the the, the players we've got it should be good enough. Even these players, uh, if I can say that, should be good enough not to be where we are. If you look at if you look at the current set of players that we've got, um, we we haven't had this set with this type of player available to all, to us all season. That's injuries and the fact that we signed half of them. In, in January, it seems like the, 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 this quality of player we, we didn't start the season with. And I was um, talking to 
uh, Paul Mortimer, who Terry's going to interview for us next week when he when he does the walk. I was, I was speaking to him, and, and he picked up on something that I said because we, we were talking we were talking about various different things about how, how terrible Cheltenham are and all this and that. And I said, I, I said, it's, it's almost unfair on the other teams that have to play us towards the end of the season that we've only we've only got our prop we've only got proper players in the second half. And he picked up on the fact that I even have to say the phrase proper players. Like we've been, we've been, we we started the, the first two thirds of this season with a squad that's not a championship squad. And that, I mean that's why we are where we are. If you, if 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 this last five six games squad had played the entire season, I'm sure we'd be quite happily in mid table. Yeah, me and Naif touched on it on Thursday and said, you know. Carroll, of course, played his part in, in relegation, but you know all of the managers this season have. But he didn't have anywhere near the selection choices that Riga's had. And one of the things I had said is that after Birmingham, that that performance to me, the the players on the pitch that day seemed like a, a proper Charlton team, and they were all working together, and there was teamwork, and there was commitment, and there was desire, and that was something we just hadn't seen for for too long this season. And I had a text from a mate yesterday after the game who said. You know, I said from the sound of things we were the better team and we still lost and he said that's the sign of a bad team and I thought I don't think it is I think it's a team that's low on confidence because we fought we fought and we tried our best and those chances just weren't going in because the confidence in the final third wasn't there but it's not the sign of a bad team we've got a good side now but it's just come too little too late yeah the uh, the, the, the way the first half went building up to the goal I think um uh, again, it was, it was, I was sat right next to him, so I've heard everybody say Paul Mortimer said that, that we were the better team in that in that first half. Till yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it was a, as I said earlier. I thought it was a fairly nondescript half. I think um, both sides seemed to cancel each other out. Both sides were making the wrong decisions at the wrong times. We defended very well, um, and I think uh, the scoreline belies that a little bit because um, I thought even again even up at Ipswich, I thought um, you know. Rod Fanny uh, probably had one of his better games, um, best games uh, for us on Tuesday. I, th- I thought he was okay again yesterday. I thought uh, Diara again was was outstanding in front of the back four. Uh, Teixeira looks a real player. Uh, gets caught out a few times, but still a real player. Solly sl- slotted back in at right back like he's never been missing. Uh, Morgan Fox, I think you know a, a lot of people are slagging him off from time to time. I think he's still a great defender. He's just um, not sussed out the going forwardy bit yeah. um, and so he needs a, I think he needs the right player in front of him Morgan Fox and we haven't found that yet because uh, it's certainly not Bergditch <laughs> I don't think it's uh, Suk Young um, I'm not entirely sure uh, who it is at the moment probably in our squad we haven't got one yet um, maybe if um, Goodmanson actually wants to play on the side he, he favours maybe that would work I don't think it's Callum either so um, if he gets the right player in front, so I think defensively we've started to look sound, which uh, which is the the basis of of going forward anyway. Um, and so uh, you know, I don't think QBR offered a lot, particularly the few half chances um, maybe. But again, the same as us, we we just um, for their I think they had a lack of quality going forward. Clearly, they were they were reliant on that um, Polter yeah. up front, um, who I'd never heard of before. It was the first time I'd seen him actually. I've seen him when they're on TV against um, against Middlesbrough a couple of weeks ago. They um. Uh, I'm, I'm going to quote. I'm just, I might as well be Paul Mortimer for tonight. I'm going to quote everything <laughs> he says. Uh, he, he pointed out that um, Mortimer, uh, that, um, that Poulter and McKeenock, very similar players. Um, but he said that uh, that we don't play to McKeenock's strengths. McKeenock wasn't strong enough for us, whereas Poulter used the ball a bit better than, than the McKeenock did. Well, if you noticed, um, they didn't just lump the ball in the air to him. They did occasionally, but for a lot of the time, he was running into channels. They were putting it to his feet. He was holding off, and the battle with Teixeira was was an intriguing one in that first half. Uh, which I think Teixeira got the better of marginally. There were times when when he caught us out, but generally speaking, I thought uh, um, George George got it about right. And uh, they were playing one up front, which was strange for me. 
um, at home that they'd uh, they played. All right, they played uh, they played two sitting behind him, I suppose. But even so, it was a strange one for me, and they they just didn't look threatening at all. Uh, I didn't think until that uh, till that fluky goal. Yeah, uh, uh, Igor Vettikele started up front with uh, Sonogo. It's good to see Igor's finally getting. You'd say he, for the first time in months, or in maybe even over a year, he actually looks like he's back to fitness now. Again, come too late, but he's, he's looking a bit more healthy. Well, I think that there's one chance in that whole game. I think uh, there were general um, indications of that, uh, Ipswich as well, uh, and again uh, yesterday. But um, the one particular time was when he outstripped, when they ball over the top. It, uh, well, not quite over the top, but sort of an angle pass to him. He got behind the defence, he outstripped the defence, and uh, it was just his finish. Now, you, you get the feeling that, that he played a few more games. Had he been sort of a, a two months into his, re, um, into his return rather than just two weeks, he'd have put that away. Um, and that's uh, that's a sad thing. But, it's an, another uh, thing that's come too late, isn't it? Yeah. yeah a, a, a player who I think yesterday uh, personified Cholton in an absolute nutshell, and probably does throughout his whole career, is um, uh, Callum. Callum Harriet, uh, so exciting at times on the ball yesterday. We, you would have seen the, ch- the chances on the highlights if you didn't go where he uh, uh, had a shot from distance in the first half. He'd done a, a glorious run to get in towards the edge of the six-yard box, hit the crossbar uh, in, in the second half. But at the same time, the, more more often than not, his final ball let him down. And there's one that completely uh, showed, completely signified exactly what Callum's all about, unfortunately, in, in that first half where he got past two people, went for a shot, which he completely sliced. And it would have yeah. gone out for a, a throw-in on the halfway line if it hadn't hit someone stood near him yeah um, just really frustrating really because obviously he went to Colchester and did so well and previously under Riga he'd done so well but I completely agree it just sums up his career here he's he's got flashes of brilliance but I saw some tweets after the game that people calling him selfish and I think maybe that's a bit of a harsh word I think it's just a bit of naivety and you know um, you know youth on his side he just wants to do it all himself but He's clearly got everything there to be a very good player. He just needs to learn when to distribute the ball. It's the same sort of thing we saw with Tony Watt when he was here. You know, he would drive forward and he'd get into good positions and you'd be ready for him to lay off a pass to someone. He'd try and take on one extra man and lose it. And it's another of those things that, you know, is what if, what if. But yeah, it's always just been down to that very last second and he's just got that last bit wrong. But there were times when he was um, he, he was superb yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday. He was taking on players and, and beating them. Uh, the shot against the crossbar was was unlucky. Uh, I think he just uh, he had to take it fairly quickly and and just got it off target. So as well as being one of our most frustrating players, he's one of our most exciting. It's, uh, it's that's again the, pa- the same with what potentially. That's the package you've got. Uh, and uh, do you do you risk him in every game? I think I would because he's he's a player that can give you that something else, um, as he's proved on on a number of occasions. And and I don't subscribe to the fact that. Uh, if um, you know if he makes four mistakes, then drop him, because no, uh, you, you add up what else he's done yeah. first, and and I think in since he's been back, I think he's definitely in the positive. Yeah, one of the many players will be very very interesting to see whether he's actually here uh, next season. Another one of those, uh, Jordan Cousins, our goal scorer. Uh, player of the year last year for the Addicts um, scored a fine goal on his left foot. And the thing I liked about the goal was, um, I mean, unlike Yaya Sonogo when he pulled us back to three-two against Reading, it spent twenty minutes dancing on on the sofa in the corner. <laughs> um, like Jordan scored the goal, barely high-fived anyone, and straight back to because he yeah, knows, he knows to the, yeah, time to mess around is over. He went straight back, and um, yeah, we 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 haven't unfortunately haven't got the audio from from the interview with him, but they'll, they'll, you'll see some quotes in. In the local press tomorrow, and um, he spoke well. Did he tell you? Did the interview? He was. Um, I think uh, bless him. It was a tough interview to do. Um, I mean, I was. Uh, I was trying to eke out 
uh, answers from him that he clearly, I mean, I think uh, he's, um, he's a fan as well as a kid that's been here for a long time, so it probably hurts him as much, if not more, than, than any of the other players there that, um, you know, with the exception of possibly Solly and Jackson and these type of players. But, um, so, he probably didn't want to do the interview, but because he was the goal scorer, I think it was, um, it, it was the obvious choice. And, um, yeah, you know, I tried to ask him about the goal, and he said, well, there's no point talking about it. it. Really, you know, it's a goal. There's nothing we can do about it. We just, go, you know, get on with the game, and which is a great attitude. But I'd have been spitting blood. <laughs> if it had been me, I'd have been, I'd have been, um, I wouldn't have been able to do the interview because I'm trying to bash the referee's door down. But, um, quite, uh, circumspect about the goal. He said, um, yeah, you know, I enjoyed uh, the goal, saw, saw the corner, picked it out, enjoyed that, but ultimately it was worth nothing. Those, uh, after we equalised, those, those three big chances all came in the last five or ten minutes. Um, Igor missed a one-on-one, Lookman missed a one-on-one, and then one of them, after the keeper saved it, came back to Callum, who's hit it over the bar. If if we're mid-table, we're, we're taking those chances, and we're, take, we're having a fun little away win. I think even the point, you know, at one all away at QPR, it's the same thing as we said after the Ipswich game. To go up there and get a point on, on ordinary season when we're sitting mid-table is a fantastic result, but you know we're down there for a reason, and Things have, have gone the wrong way again, obviously, in both games, right at the end, and, and that's what's cost us. You get the feeling that um, had this team uh, been available and maybe the whole management setup, coaching setup as well, and we'd have played QPR in a, in a in the same mid-table position, we'd have pummeled them yesterday because we'd have played with a little bit more freedom. There yeah. wouldn't have been those um, sort of snatching at chances. There wouldn't have been that sort of panic at times where you're trying to overdo it, if you like, trying to make so. So I think if, if the two sides, a bit like the, when we met, I mean, I know that our side and theirs were, were markedly different between the, the, you know, the, the opening game and this one. Uh, but um, I just think we'd have uh, taken them to the clinic yesterday if, if we'd have been playing with a bit of freedom. So after those, those missed chances, of course, we, we all know what happened next. El Carty, with uh, like, as we said, it, it was a nice finish for for the goal, and coupled with um, with Fulham's late late winner against Cardiff, I think I, I have sort of been asking for this for a while now. I just I've just wanted it to be over, and now that that the, we've we've known for a long time that we're almost certainly going down, but the whole time it was graspable that there was that tiny little flame of hope, but that's finally been extinguished now, and we can. You know, as as fans, we can start planning for League One. Yeah, I am um, like like you, Louis. I've been saying it for weeks, but every time I leave the studio and I come back to the ground on a Saturday morning, I don't quite believe myself when I say it, and I still think, oh, if we can get a win here, maybe we'll be all right. And then, f- for me, uh, again last night or yesterday, sorry, definitely did confirm it. And my dad texted me and said, you know, you must be gutted. And I said, well. To be fair, when we were drawing, it was, like you say, it was only going to prolong it even more. It had to go one or two ways. Either Cardiff and us had to score, or QPR and Fulham had to score. So either we had a real chance, or it was there was no chance. So, obviously, I didn't want Fulham to score, but when the QPR one went in, I thought, right, well, if Fulham score as well, at least that kind of stops dragging it out a bit. Because if they'd have just got a point and you'd have been looking up at that table, you'd still think it's possible. As I say, even though I keep telling myself every week it's not. Yeah, Kevin Crowell tweeted in. Yes, uh, the the trouble is that even a point yesterday would not have been enough. And then Andy Central, which which I agree with, says it's not actually our form now that's that's killed us. Yeah, you know, our, no. our form currently is is all right. I mean, it's the fact that we've given ourselves such a lot of catching up to do. And uh, and and you know, look at Rotherham. Look, look yeah. at what they've they, they've had that head they had a head start on us already. Ten, you know, five points, whatever it was, and they're they're winning games convincingly. Uh, and then Kevin says, um, uh, still missing a goal scorer. I'm not sure if Igor. Uh, still not fit, but struggling to score. Like Harriet, 
uh, but final ball not good enough. We want to know what you guys made of yesterday's defeat at QPO. You can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. Don't forget, later on in this show, we're going to give you the first ever play of uh, more than just a toy by the 2%, a protest song written by a Charlton fan called John Barnes. Not that one. <laughs> um, so we'll hear that around 8 o'clock. We also want to know what you guys have made of the fact that our illustrious CEO, uh, Katrine Mare has decided to take a mid-season break to uh, to Dubai. She's gone to Dubai for ten days. Uh, just just imagine how it'd feel if, if you're working if you're working at this club as a player, as a member of staff, as a manager. We're on the precipice. We're about to go down to League One. It's an, this is the absolute definition of crime. If we if this if this was the country, then the government would be calling a Cobra meeting right now. You have to be here. You have to be here. It's just bizarre. So let us know what you made of that. Don't let me. Well, don't uh, let me. Well, say. Uh, do you think we'd have called a slow worm meeting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sebo could have done that. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yesterday after the game, I caught up with Jose Riga. In the tunnel, uh, a Jose Riga whose uh, uh, side is soon to be relegated to League One. Jose, late defeat here at Queen's Park Rangers. Do you think your side deserved that? Of course not. Of course not. Um, we have some difficulty to start the game, sure. Um, they score. Okay, they score. I'm not sure that the goal is is not offside because I think when we see the. the I have to see again, of course, but I think it's not the right position for the players. So, but anyway, we concede the goal, and after that, we saw one team on the pitch, one team looking for the win. We did very well. We scored one time. We have to concrete more opportunities because we had the best opportunity, and we have to score before. Um, we missed this kind of opportunity, and in our situation, uh, you know that you can be punished, and we were punished at the end, but... Okay, playing with three defenders, again, the story is similar to the one in Ipswich. Ipswich also, we deserve the win. We had the most opportunities, but you know, the fact is that in our situation, we cannot miss our game, we cannot miss our opportunity because the pressure of our position at the ranking. It's, of course, two times more difficult sometimes. You have more pressure than if you play an average uh, ranking in the table. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed. Um, um, I think that, uh, I mean, the way we played, the way we did the thing the last weeks, uh, everybody can see, and certainly the fans of Charlton, how much we wanted uh, the win. And I'm thinking that they are pleased to see again a real team on the pitch playing for each other, doing very good things really committed and yeah I saw the fans they were there they were there they were present and I think I also disappointed about what the players deserved and were not receiving the performances over the last few weeks have certainly improved do you wish perhaps that you had maybe a little bit longer to, to try and save John yeah you have the answer I mean um, yeah sure sure Everybody knows. Uh, at which point, I'm concerned by by this fight, by the club, by uh, yeah, by doing the thing as I have to do as as manager. I mean, and so yeah, yeah. For me, it's, it can be a big lesson. I mean, uh, and also again, and you know, when when you have to win, you don't win. The other team <laughs> did it, so difficult, difficult this moment, but. Again, what can I say to the player? Yeah, to, to concrete the, the opportunities to be more effective. 
but about the will, about the quality. I was asking at the halftime that we move the ball more quickly, we give more opportunity around the ball, we give more solution to the... To, to, and they did all this. And we, we finished with three defenders because we are just looking for one thing, the win. The same game against last week, same game today, with the same uh, way to play. We have to have maybe six points instead of only one. With, uh, with only five games left now, ten points adrift. Was, was that a fatal blow, that, that last-minute winner for QPR? We cannot have any regret in the fact that we lose when we look for winning because that was our only solution. Um, now we have one week to prepare the next game to show uh, what we are able to do against a big team because we have to compete with all the big ones in the last few games. So that's the next objective. And, and even with many points, even with less games, we have to do our job as we did today. We did the, the, the game before and, as you said, the last week. Uh, you missed three or four huge chances to win the game towards the end. Do you think if Charlton perhaps weren't under so much pressure in a relegation battle, the players would have felt more confident to finish those off? I think it's normal. I mean, it's normal. You feel more comfortable when, when you don't have this, this pressure. But anyway, uh, as player, you know that pressure is part of, of the game. So, of course, I think so. I think so. But again, when you create so many chances, you have to be the winner and not the loser. With things looking almost hopeless now, how do you pick up your players after such a devastating late defeat? I have a week to speak with them. I already speak about, uh, spoke about uh, our situation at the end of the game. But, you know, it's about doing our job. It's not uh, having some feelings, good or worse feeling. We have to end with the, the, the competition and uh, as we have to do it. And again, if there is just one chance on 10, on 20, on 30, I don't know. And I don't like to gamble and I'm not uh, in favour of statistics, you know. But the only chance we can have, we have to take it. What do you think about a shot? No, he tees up Lookman into the penalty area. And there's number four! Adam Ola Lookman back in the team, back on the pitch and back on the score sheet. of Jose Riga speaking to me in the tunnel at uh, Loftus Road yesterday after our uh, late, late 2-1 defeat uh, to, to QPR. It's, it's not quite at the moment yet because I've got a question lined up for the second we get relegated, which is obviously, are you going to be here next season? Uh, I think probably a question, maybe are you going to be the rest of this one? Uh, because uh, what, what happens when, we've, uh, you know, when we're mathematically certain? Does, uh, do they make a change then? Does he make a change? Does he think, well, you know, if he knows, let's say, because let, I imagine the contract, I don't know for sure, is it contract to the end of this season, officially? Uh, end of next season. Oh, is it? Okay, season, okay. well, it? that's fine. Then um, then I presume what you then start to do is plan. 
once you know for sure, yeah. then you start planning. So that planning process would involve who you're keeping, uh, who you want to keep, who you're going to buy, what you're going to do. Now, with our current regime's um, history, I'm not sure that's going to be a fairly easy conversation. <laughs> uh, so if um, if by if we do the same process as we've done this season, which has got us into this mess, next season we'll be in a mess next season. Does he want to be involved in that? I'm not sure. He said when he came back, so at the start of his second tenure here, he said that he's never had a relegation on his um, uh, on his CV, and he doesn't want to start now. So maybe if he if he resigns during the week, I mean, on a technicality, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we want to know what you guys made of yesterday's uh, defeat uh, against uh, against Queens Park Rangers. We've got a few emails to come to tell yeah we've got uh, the first one is in from uh, chris davin thank you chris uh, hi chaps well the fat lady has started to sing we are doomed yes we've been decent the last three games been a bit unlucky but let's face it for three quarters of the season we've been abysmal injuries have played their part at times but uh, anyone with a brain cell knew our squad was too small uh, that means we've all got brain cells guys we're good we're uh, <laughs> for the remaining few home games let's forget about supporting thd team and concentrate 100 percent on the regime for results don't matter now let's get let's just make the borders uncomfortable as possible. This is worse than relegation under Pardew. Worse relegation I can even remember. Time to go for everyone at the top of this uh, former template of a well-run club. It's rotten. KD, KM, RM and Riga all just leave. You're not wanted here and let our great club recover from the mess you've left us in. And that's Chris. Chris Davin. Chris, uh, cheers, Chris. About, yeah, cheers, Chris. Talking about uh, the, the, the you know, obviously making the club unmanageable is a phrase we've heard a lot and I'm sure something that I'm, uh, many fans will be very interested in doing. Um, how he sort of he sort of mentions it there. How avoidable is this relegation? We we got. I mean, Roland's worth a few bob, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he he's got it all spot on there. I couldn't argue with a lot of that. We uh we did start well. We all knew the squad wasn't big enough. Injuries have played their part. Managerial appointments have played their part. It's the reason we're going down. We we've got parts of our squad that are capable clearly of a mid-table finish. We've seen that against Middlesbrough. We've seen that. Earlier in the season against QPR and Hull, we've beaten good sides. We've just not had any strength in depth. And like me again, me and Nafe said on Thursday, you look at some of the people that Fry had to had in, and he had the likes of Regan Charles Cook and Tariq Holmes Dennis and Ahern Grant playing regularly. And I'm not here to to rat those people out because you know they're youth prospects and they might go on to have a future with the club. But to have to rely on those sort of young players week in week out, it's just not fair on any manager and. And yeah, the the squad's not had the depth to cope with championship football. Well, I think um, uh, I mentioned earlier on about uh, the two sides weren't the same uh, from the first game of the season, uh, yeah. beginning of August. Uh, the side that Charlton put out, and I'll read this to you, right? Um, Nick Pope in goal, uh, Patrick Bauer, Morgan Fox, Chris Solly, Jordan Cousins. So there's five players that are the same players that yeah. were, uh, were there then, that were here now. But out of those five... Patrick Bauer hasn't played for, what, two months now? Yeah, I think getting on for it. Uh, Morgan Fox has been in and out. Chris Solly's been injured again probably about a month, uh, maybe a bit longer. Nick Pope obviously was dropped. Stephen Ensider, I think the goalkeeping side of things might be uh, a little bit erroneous, but Jordan Cousins was missing uh, occasionally over the last uh, last month. But then you go to El Hadjibar, um, who was in midfield, but probably flattered because alongside of him was Ahmed Kashi, yeah. uh, who is a huge miss. I think everybody recognises the fact that uh, you lose him. At that point, Alu Diara was at centre-half with uh, Patrick Bell, uh, and we were getting away with that. I think uh, if we'd have brought in another decent centre-half, let's say uh, Fanny or um, Teixeira was available earlier on, that means you lose El Hadjibar and you put Alu Diara in midfield alongside Kashi. 
we'd have been a side to it's be dealt with. Looking good then. Uh, it is, isn't it? And then forward on that, you've got Goodmanson, uh, Hearn Grant and Mackinock. Now, at that point, Mackinock was, uh, was um, just starting uh, and maybe in a different side, playing a different way uh, alongside Carlin, who at that point was still eager uh, until he lost his way because uh, being mishandled, if you like. Um, that side beat QPR 2-0 comfortably. Now, admittedly, QPR are a different side, but they had Charlie Austin up front, um, Robert Green in goal, Clint Hill centre-half, so they weren't a bad side. Uh, just come down to the Premiership, hadn't they? I think. Um, yeah, so, they had. Yeah. I missed uh, that game. It was that bloody wedding? So did I. Funny yeah, enough, so I was on holiday. I was, <laughs> <at a wedding. laughs> well, I was on holiday. One of the few moments that we were in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, funny enough, one of the few moments of joy that has actually been this season. All three of us <laughs> missed it. But the point I'm getting it. And on the subs bench, we had uh, Tony Watt, um, Harry Lennon, Reagan Charles Cook, Sabayos, uh, Johnny Jackson, and Dimitar Mitov and Harry Lennon. So, you know, the actual makeup of that. 11, or, well, and subs, isn't hugely different to the one that played yesterday. Not hugely. Apart mm. from Cashy, Tony Watt was on the bench. He came off and scored, of course. Morgan Fox got a goal. You, you had Vettikaley instead of Ahern Grant. You had, um, uh, you take Simon Mackinock out and you put Lookman in, uh, along with Harriet. You know, we've, that's a good side. The problem is, you take, uh, out of that, uh, Diara missed how long? I, I, I forget now. No. Probably again a couple, a couple of months, of months maybe. at least. Cashy hasn't played probably since. Uh, uh, Carlin had just got ruined because he was being played in a poor side, uh, uh, four games in to that and we were, we were treading water, I think. Um, Patrick Bowers out, as I already mentioned. So, and you, and you replace those with the likes of Nabi Sarr. <laughs> Uh, you make uh, El Hedjibar, you're actually um, your you linchpin in midfield, which is a, which is a mistake. Bergdich um, on one side, Sabayas tried to come in as well. You know, you've, you then start to really struggle at centre off. You have to play Lennon alongside Nabisar at times, and it just it just can't work because the strength in depth, as you, as you mentioned, Tom, just isn't there. You know, when you take the eleven out of the squad that we've got uh, and and you name the names we've mentioned, that side could probably beat any side in this division. Um probably going out on a limb there but that's what I reckon um, with the current squad we've got if you add Teixeira and uh, Rod Fanny into that equation however um, those have only come in in, uh, in January so you can't use them in the equation so you know outside of uh, Patrick Bauer and uh, Alu Diar at centre off we had to bring Lennon back from loan we had to uh, we had to, we played uh, Nabi Sar who clearly wasn't ready uh, maybe not even good enough I'd, you know I'll leave that to other people to decide but um, it just uh, and, and the midfield we had to rely on Johnny Jackson who um, was also probably not fit yet this season I mean he's, he was coming back from a long term injury so um, Jordan Cousins who not yet is the linchpin I don't think he, it's no coincidence I don't think that Jordan Cousins is a better player now and the sort of player we saw last season with Aludiara in the side 100%. I don't think that's a mistake no, I think that's, a, that's co- not coincidental um, and because I think Jordan Cousins is the sort of player that needs to be hanging around while other people are, uh, are stopping, uh, you know, defence splitting passes or uh, you know breaking up play, so he can then do his stuff um, and uh, and go box to box, but not necessarily box to box and tackling and having to do defence splitting passes and you know all the other stuff. That's not what he does best. Not yet. I mean, that will come, I'm sure, but at the moment he is uh, the sort of player we need. Who's playing now? Uh, and uh, I think he's probably more like Johnny Jackson than Aladiar in, in as much as that you want him to get forward because he can do what he did yesterday. Yeah, he can score goals. We've seen it towards the start of last season. He scored a few uh, goals. London in it. Giza tweets and says it's another defeat. Uh, lucky, unlucky. It doesn't matter. A loss is a loss. Final nail in the coffin is about to be nailed in. Uh, Kevin Kraut says it also takes a manager to organise and set tactics and motivate, etc. Not just about the uh, the players. Uh, and then he, he points out that uh, Ahern Grant was our third or fourth choice start 
striker at the start of the season. You forget about him, don't you? Well, it's true. And, and as I said, I think uh, Tony Watt should have been that man. Yeah. Um, he should have been alongside uh, Simon Mackinock from the start, but obviously um, <clears throat> uh, there were issues there. Clearly, there must have been issues there. The why it didn't happen. Um, but uh, I don't think. I think um, when Guy Luzon came, there were stories that uh, him and Guy Luzon didn't really get on. Uh, was that the case? Is that the reason he didn't play so much? Was he in- really injured? I don't know. Uh, but if that's the case, you know, any I wouldn't say normal side is probably not fair. But if you know that uh, you're, you, if you've got to play your third choice striker, Carl here and Vettikeli wasn't fit yet. Tony Watt um, wasn't playing, whether deliberately or otherwise. Uh, so what do you do then? Just just play your third stri- third um, tier striker, who's, who's a young kid who we then just ruined for three months or two months, however long it was. Or because you've got money, do you go out and replace somebody? Do you think well, there's no point in flogging a dead horse with Tony Watt. That's that's a done deal now. Let's 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 draw a line under it and, and replace him. Vettikeli, who is our uh, front line striker, is 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 made of uh, brittle stuff, and so you can't rely on him to be a, a full season player. Normally. You'd say, right, we need a quality striker in quickly to replace. And we just didn't do it. Because we're not normal, are we? Well, we're that's weird. the point. And now weird it, brackets yeah. meaning unique. Now, it? Is there, yeah. now, you could say that's the manager's fault. But if he's not being able to, if he's not being provided with the tools to the go out and do fault. it, it's, then it's not, is it? Everyone, know, everyone at this club knows who fault he is. He's on my bloody T-shirt. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows it's Roland's fault. Everyone, oh, just, everyone knows it's I Roland's I, fault. I was looking for a bloke called Nike then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter Pierce says, thought he was depressing woeful defence up until Fanny woeful striker's recipe for doom, but on the plus side, he won 250 notes <laughs> on the Grand National. Yeah, did anybody else win on the National around here? Uh, Four quid. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four quid more than I did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't bet on it. Have you got any more game-related emails? Uh, I'm, just trying, to p- I'm just trying to pick them out. And they're, 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 there are a lot of mixed bags here, so it would be mm. very difficult to pick out specifically um, uh, game. But uh, Lewis Sullivan's uh, email is in. Thanks, Lewis. Apart from the good performance by the lads, the wasted chances we had was the prime reason we didn't win. Multiple chances, through on goal, and then they bottle it. Other chances where they should have shot, and they instead they cut inside. Callum in brackets. Uh, this late attempt at a resurrection is unsustainable since we've been playing more of the big boys why didn't we get Riga sooner another thing that annoyed me at Loftus Road was the disgraceful stewards constantly harassing the fans pestering a guy for alcohol even though he couldn't have possibly had any on him skinny trousers and a tight jacket <laughs> moving fans around because they weren't in the correct seats I've never seen such disgusting stewards at an away game that's, uh, that's Lewis Sullivan um, so, yeah I mean, I've- well, why the QPR was quite good for... They were, they were superb yeah. for us. I mean, I'll, you can only speak as you find, Lewis, and, and we, of course we trust you in, in what you tell us, and, uh, and it's a shame. And, and I would get in touch with them because, and in fact, if you like, I think I might be able to dig out the, uh, the, the, the head uh, p- person in charge of the stewards at QPR because last season when we had the boat trip, uh, I was on the boat with my daughter and she fell down the stairs of the boat and still insisted on trying to walk to Loftus Road, which was a m- major error. Uh, but when we got there, the uh, the stewards uh, that were there outside, they frisked you, didn't they, uh, at QBR? Yeah. Um, or they at least check your bags and stuff. And they saw her, she was in discomfort, and I said, look, if you've got a chair, she can sit down on it, you know. And, be, and they took her straight into the, the St John's ambulance room and into the room underneath the stand where they checked her out thoroughly and uh, gave her some um, uh, stuff to, to, to make her feel better. And, and actually, they couldn't have been nicer. Um, apart from the fact I missed the only goal of the game that's neither here nor there uh, so in my experience they treated us uh, particularly well now um, obviously uh, your situation is different and maybe there were different reasons for that maybe they'd already been put on guard for other areas for other reasons maybe they, uh, their backs were already up for, for something else but no excuse for that by the way they should, should still treat you with respect and you should definitely take that further because um, I know the person at QPR will take that, um, take that on board Right. Um, CFC Facts and Stacks points out that um, 
our highest league appearance maker this year is Morgan Fox. But yeah, so I don't know if, if one of you might have said he was sort of in and out before, perhaps, but he's certainly been in the team throughout the, the entirety of the season. Yeah, that's true. There was yeah, a brief spell, point. wasn't there, where was, Tariq was playing four yeah. or five games there. But, but yeah, yeah. He, Fox, he was dropped Fox a few times. But does that stat include subs? Because he was sub for a while, a while I thought, um, so dropped from the first first team. Hmm. Or is that actual appearances? Because he did come on a few times. So. Yeah. so if you can clarify that one, Mr. CFC Facts and Stats on Twitter, let us know. Right, we'll be back in uh, 30 seconds with our discussion topic for the evening uh, after the Voice of the Valley uh, uh, revealed uh, that Katrine Mary, uh, she wasn't at QPR yesterday and she hasn't been around for a little while because she's gone on a 10-day break to, uh, to Dubai. Uh, so we want to know, what's the, what's the most ill-timed holiday you've ever taken? Did you miss the birth of your child or something like that somehow did you uh, did you miss a funeral did you not bother going to work for a week and never told them what's the most inappropriately timed holiday you've ever had and don't forget at 8 o'clock we've got the first uh, the first ever playing exclusive here of uh, More Than Just a Toy by The 2% it's a brand new protest song we'll be back in 30 seconds to discuss uh, our summer holidays <laughs> Lovely ball into the part of Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? He does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the middle again, eh? And there's a goal! Joe have the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to roll it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide rule ball across the penalty area picked out Vedicaley, who buried his chance, and Charlton a 2 1 up. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live here. Uh, summer holiday time, apparently. Uh, Voice of the Valley today revealed that the CEO, uh, the under-fire CEO of Charlton Athletic Football Club, Catherine Mary, was not uh, is not around at the moment because she's gone on holiday to Dubai. Can I just point out uh, something, if you don't mind? Um, the main sponsors of QPR are Air Asia. Hang on, just not. I don't know. I'm just. Terry. I'm just putting it out there. Slanderous. Uh, <laughs> so right. So it's it is back to the wall time. This this firm. This company is in crisis. This football club is failing miserably. A lot of it is Katrine Mary's um, responsibility. So she toddles off on holiday for ten days. I mean, uh, bad badly timed, perhaps. <laughs> Not perfect, is it? There are, there are sometimes. I mean, it doesn't happen often, uh, as most people will testify. There are sometimes when you hear a piece of news that you just can't respond to. That you just, you just. There are no words actually, uh, and I, and this is one of them. I just, I just can't get me around it. Now, somebody can answer me this. I don't know. If, uh, maybe Charlton Stats can answer this because um, he's probably right and I'm wrong. Uh, the how many international breaks do we have during the season? Must be three or four. Yeah, four, three, four, four or five, maybe. And so, we have just had one at Easter, didn't we? So yeah. it was a double whammy. It was an international break, plus a bank holiday. It was a good ten days there. There you go. Um, now, forgive me, when does the football season finish? It's in about a month. A month. Yeah. Uh, and when does it start again? August. In, yeah. So there's a good, there's a good. Um, what would you say, uh, three months there? Yeah, two, two and a half you, months. My worry is, after... after, after oh, I know, no, no, yeah. hold on, no, uh, you know. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We're doing ourselves, we're doing people a disservice here because obviously it's not half term. Uh, save a few bob there. Yeah, maybe run Obviously, pain. yeah. Because <laughs> uh, my, my thought was after I got over the shock of hearing about this, um, my, I was sitting there uh, sort of thinking, oh God, does that mean she's, she's going to use up her entire a- annual leave budget? I mean, she's going to be here all summer. She's going to be getting involved with the transfers again. Yeah. We, we, all, see, we all saw what happened there. Um, uh, I mean, pff- Look at it. I mean, I've, I've been away this week. I went up north. I went to a place called Annick, which is north of Newcastle. Just just on a side note, I was terrified I was going to fall off going that far north. Like, I was like, how do people just walk around as if that's normal? What, you, you think yeah. the, the earth is flat still? Yeah, I was, yeah I, was like, <laughs> I was just waiting for the A1 just to fall into the sea at some point. But, um, but I, do you know what I did? I came back for the game, and I'm not even in Portland. <laughs> I'm just, I, just wanted to, I, I just felt like I had to be at the game as a supporter. What, what, what possible reason could she have to not be here? There isn't any. There's there's no justifiable reason in, in that position to go away for me. Um, I think uh, I think Louis Walter's been. Posted. I actually need a holiday now. <laughs> it's yeah. uh yeah, it's just bizarre timing. It's weird slash unique. It's <laughs> you just can't in that position um, with the state the club's in. I mean, we might be relegated or could have. I don't know if we could have been mathematically relegated while she was away, but. Because she's back for she's back for the derby game. Right. We, can't, we can we can possibly be relegated against Derby next Saturday, depending on what happens to, uh, tomorrow night between Forest and Brighton. Okay, Brian, right. And sure, she's she's not the leader on the pitch, you know, like Jackson or like Cousins. So from that res- that respect, uh, you know, that maybe doesn't have such an effect. But she, she's supposed to be the the head of the club. She's supposed mm. to be organising the club and leading the club and. If she's not here, how does that make you feel? If you're a player and you're still going into training and you're still fighting to keep this club in the championship and you know that the, your boss is, is off on holidays, uh, I just, yeah, I couldn't believe it when I read it. I couldn't believe it. It's in, infuriating and I, I can't imagine how are the, the staff <coughs> are feeling. Is the Dubai National League in full flow at the moment? So you're thinking scouting, scouting trip, yeah. Well, yeah. Chapel's gone, hasn't he? Yeah. So we need someone to be doing yeah. it. I'm just wondering if whether. It is, I imagine Carol Fry's mid table in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering whether uh, whether or not you know the Dubai um, uh, the, you know there was a top of the table clash uh, at the uh, 
AirAsia Dubai National Championships. Uh, just a thought. Mm. Okay. Uh, the lovely Amy tweets in, has her sudden holiday come as a result of her finally cracking under the pressure? Uh, she wonders and brackets hopes. Um, could it be? I mean, it, it, it's, so, it's so bizarre. It's such a bizarre time to have a holiday. It could perhaps be that maybe... Things have just got too much, and she needed a break. Obviously, yeah, it seemed like that when when Roland did his statement a few weeks ago. That seemed very much like a response and and cracking under pressure. But you know, if you're in that position and you, she's well aware what a lot of the fans or a percentage of the fans, two percent, however many she claims, think of her and think of of the way this club's being run at the moment. You know that if this gets out, it's going to get picked apart, and it's happened again, and it's. I'm sure she's not here to make friends, and she knows, you know, certainly that, not. That, that, yeah, that that's that chance is long gone. But she's not helping herself, is she? And more importantly, she's not helping the club, and that's the thing we all really care about. We don't we don't care if she's here or not. We care about whether the club's being led or not. She's got previous for this as well. Cause don't forget, exactly. Not yeah. long after Guy Luzon was sacked, she she's was off to Dublin. Yeah, she was off to Dublin to to spout some nonsense there. So I'm really I'm really hoping there's some is some, there some form be... of web conference yeah. over in <laughs> over in Dubai at the moment. Seb Lewis uh, tweets think, in. Sorry, I can I think I can uh, break the news here. Oh, here we go. Um, the uh, the All Stars C are uh, playing Bosporus Dubai United uh, tomorrow, actually, oh. uh, in uh, what uh, could be a really crucial game in the Dubai Amateur Football League. Oh, Just I thought take, I'd put I take that it out back there. then. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is our level now. Um, yeah. Seb, Seb Lewis says that he's flabbergasted that KM is going away right now. You can't imagine Seb going to Dubai during the, unless Charlton are playing there, during, <laughs> yeah. during the season. Have a world stab in the dark where the home ground is uh, for All-Stars C. It's the Jabal Ali Shooting Club, pitch three. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll get pitch. lucky. Maybe we'll get lucky. Eh? Pitch three, it is. If you're if you're interested in going out there, it's pitch three. Don't, right. get, it, don't get me wrong. Um, earlier on, before before we sort of came up with our idea and, and, and tweet your ideas in, if if you have them, we want to know what's the most inappropriately timed holiday you've ever done, or what would be the most inappropriate holiday. I mean, Catherine might as well have gone to North Korea if she wanted to have such a, an inappropriate holiday. Um, but a, a few people tweeted in talking about the just the news itself. Robert Kraut said, uh, "I'll get the music going again." <laughs> Robert Kraut said if it's true about Katrine Mary swanning off to Dubai then she needs to take a long hard look at herself absolutely uh, disgraceful um, <clears throat> Mark says looking forward to it will you be reviewing Dubai as a holiday destination brackets hideout uh, not really Joe Dagger says uh, beyond belief farcical naive moronic pathetic stupid and silly uh, uh, on, on Katrine's decision to take uh, to take a, um, uh, a holiday at this time uh, TFT77972 footed tackle who we nicknamed on this show says uh, hopefully KM is looking up investment slash sale opportunities we never know would you could be yeah, my, I asked uh, I asked what's the most inappropriate um, holiday you could take my brother says one where all it is is kicking kittens in the face <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that was Josh uh <laughs> Uh, MICFC says could be worse she could have gone on a 10 day coach tour of Belgium non-league clubs but she's probably got Murray uh, doing that instead I think we had a couple of emails on, on the subject we've got so. um, a couple uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll try and do these now. there are a few still game related ones which we could get to in a minute but yeah. uh, and we will get to them I promise but we, we might come back after we'll, 8 o'clock we'll, we'll yeah, we're we'll going to we'll play the song bang on 8 o'clock uh, Daniel Farmers uh, emailed us in thanks Daniel we all know that Katri Mayer handles the day to day run of the club uh, in brackets, lol. Uh, and over, <laughs> over two, I'm just saying what he's done. And over the two years, we uh, all know the things uh, she's got wrong. But can the guys in the studio, that's you, by the way, here we go, uh, think of anything she's got right over this period? Because I can't think of one. Would be interesting to hear. Thanks. 
Oh, well, he should have given us a bit of a, a bit more time. time yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something that Katrina's got right. We'll come back to you, I think. Um, there must must be something. Uh, oh, in fairness, we are weird in our own ways, but she shouldn't have said it. Chump fans, we are weird. Um, mm-hmm. I know I am. But, um, yeah, all right, tweet us in. What has Katrine got right? Let's, uh, the, I mean, obviously, if we're, if we're using that as a try and try and fill time at the end, that might not be the best the best subject to talk about. But what, what has Katrine got right? Let us know. Studio at chonlive.co.uk. Right. <laughs> I might have to read this one first, but it's from Mark Wilson. Um, here's my top ten list of the most inappropriate vacation decisions a boss could take. Are you ready for this? <laughs> we should have uh, the, the countdown, shouldn't we? The the top of the pops right, thing. I'll, I'll do it, go ahead. The top of the... No, I'd rather you didn't. In ten. <laughs> Coming in at number ten, new start. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure these are in any particular um, order of um, severity, but anyway, number ten, the chief executive of a football club taking ten days leave at the most crucial stage of the season. In ninth place, Sir Pope having a short Easter break. That's <laughs> 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 quite good. Uh, at eight, the Chancellor having a day at the seaside on budget day. In seventh, David Cameron going on holiday just before the end of the tax year to Panama. Number <laughs> <laughs> six, Alistair Cook deciding to go somewhere nice abroad for the summer. Uh, in fifth, Father Christmas deciding to have some time in the sun in the last couple of weeks before Christmas and eating venison while he's there. <laughs> At number four, Nigel Farage going anywhere where he thought there might be foreigners. Uh, and number three, the boss of Tata Steel taking a short city break in Port Talbot. <laughs> Uh, that's probably a bad idea for anyone. Number two, number two, Gary Lineker going anywhere on the last day of the season instead of hosting match of the day. <laughs> and lastly, in first place on the list of the most inappropriate holiday decision a boss could make, is Katrin Mira deciding at the end of her current holiday to go back to Charlton. <laughs> oh, goodness, Good. goodness. Excellent. <laughs> we should have finished with that. I'm not yeah. sure anybody's going to be able to beat that. Yeah. Well done, Mark. That's superb. Uh, Mark says, I actually don't know what the problem is. She's out, uh, she's out there scouting... Our next Razor Goo challenge, Ed. I'm telling you, I'm looking at it now. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the top of the table clash, which we, she just actually, if she'd have gone in March, 23rd of March, the McGettigan's Mag- <laughs> Irish A against McGettigan's Irish B, top of the table clash. Oh, no, that's, no, surely that's got to be a conflict. In the Dubai Amateur Football League, um, yeah, uh, Mag- <laughs> uh, it it went in the in, it went to the B's. The Magetigan oh, well. Irish B beat Irish A, and so... Um, well, they, they, obviously, they obviously had a point to prove. If you're in the B team and you're playing against you, you've got to prove that. I oh, know like we when, should um, be the A team. Like when Villa Reserves beat Villa. Yeah, 3-1. <laughs> I don't think that comes as a great shock, though, to be fair. <laughs> no. Um, and so Magetigan's Irish A and Magetigan's Irish B are neck and neck at the top of the table on 32 points each. In fairness, I'm quite tempted to go out to Dubai now, see how that, Can you yeah, imagine how that season more exciting, pans out. Can right? you imagine what the celebrations would be like in the Magetigan's Irish club? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it would be like every other night in the Irish Oh, yeah, summer. good point. Yeah. Yeah. If Terry well, Smith is anything to get point well made, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marion says that she had a lucky escape, having just returned from Dubai today. Have you? Yeah. Oh, well done, Marion. Um, oh, that could have been so interesting. Yeah. Was that as a protest? Did you, did <laughs> yeah. you hear and just leave? She, 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 she was just sat there on her yeah. sunlight, and she's like, yeah. she just sensed, she just sat bolt upright. I can sense there's something not quite right. I'm getting out of here. Uh, Mark says, well, to be honest, I feel that Katrina has been on holiday for the past oh. two years anyway. Just a location change. Sorry, you know, I said, well, no, I don't think this has topped it, but this is good. Dan Briordi. Thank you, Dan. Apparently, every holiday Katrina goes on is better than the one she had before. <laughs> <laughs> we like it. We like it. Good. Uh, Paul says, my club CEO went to Dubai and all she brought back was this lousy re- relegation. Uh, so those classic <laughs> t-shirts you get. Uh, a few ones, uh, a few have come in since uh, since we've been talking. Uh, Ray Bates says, doll, she's done it again. Uh, Anthony Wright says, she doesn't care what any of us think about her total arrogance. Uh, Bob says, any guesses as to who she might have gone with? I don't know, she might, I don't know probably her husband. Uh, 
I'm not reading out that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple I'm not going to read out. There's a, a couple on the forum as, as well. You know, and, and can I just can I make a serious point? And this will probably be the only one I do for the whole for the whole after, the rest of the evening. Now, on, let me get the circus music ready. Fed, fed up with being serious, but um, <laughs> make your serious point, Tom. Well, I'm just thinking. In, in, the, in the current position that we're in, in the current position uh, that fans see Catrian in at the moment, coming to football matches involving Charlton can't be the most enjoyable experience anyway, uh, for any of us, by the way. But, it's uh, not for none of yeah, us. Yeah, for none of us. But do you, know what I'm, are you, do, you, do you get what I'm getting at? I think yeah. um, it, she's in, uh, rightly or wrongly, uh, and uh, she's in a position where when she comes to the game, she's going to get stick. Uh, home or away. And, and she used to go away games by train, talk to fans, again, rightly or wrongly. Uh, it's not something that she's going to be able to do now, is it? So um, maybe that's the, the thought process. And, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, by the yeah. way. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, I'm just trying to say that uh, I'm just trying to do the thought process here. We'll say, well, I can't go to QPR because, uh, you know, if I go, I'm going to get uh, abused, I'm going to get criticised, I'm going to get uh, shouted at, etc., etc. So uh, I'll just go on holiday. For me, it doesn't it, make it right. I, uh, yeah, I completely appreciate you playing devil's advocate there, but for me, if you're in that sort of position and you've got that sort of responsibility, that's something you've got to take oh, with, agreed. with the role. Absolutely. So, yeah, I um, I, yeah, I, I know you're not looking to excuse it, but I'm I, trying I, to I think, think of the thought process. Yeah, if completely, I'm honest. and I, yeah, I appreciate that. But we spend most of uh, most of this season's shows trying to think of thought processes. <laughs> yeah, and, fair enough, and very much failing. Uh, right, just a couple more points on the uh, on the forum about the summer holiday stuff. Uh, VFF says uh, for Catherine Mary on holiday bit of show maybe Catherine oh he said that on Twitter as well he said maybe Catherine is a, is a cover for new investors per potential new owners you never know it's highly unlikely can I just can you just um, tell the listening people the listening fans what was the first thing I said to you when I walked in the studio I've forgotten to be honest tell me you've got the uh, <laughs> yeah tell me you've got the summer holidays music <laughs> and we've certainly gotten our money's worth out of that uh, so far, nor can I just say that um, Charles stats uh, are right and I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, used yeah. to that by now. Which, um, which is weird. I don't know because Tom and I said exactly the same thing. It just had this impression yeah. that he'd been sub a lot, which yeah. uh, which is strange. Yeah, uh, Northern Ireland, uh, Northern Irish addict says on the Chopman Life forum where there's a thread. If you want to contact the show, uh, it says the only thing I can think of that could be more uh, might be more inappropriate than our fragrant and lovely CEO's well earned, which he's put in um, speech marks. Uh, rest is either the idea that the regime has only recently created a super uh, supporters or is it a uh, relations team to cut and paste and non-answers uh, the club's post Scotland Yard statement or having a, t- a target 20k campaign in this of all seasons I did everything to resist just saying everything the regime has said and done or any of my efforts to impress the ladies which is I can imagine very inappropriate as well uh, I am Dan says on the forum uh, that it's just a horrific decision uh, for Katrine to have gone holidaying, which uh, very much has been right. We're going to be back in 30 seconds or so. We're going to give you a, a brand new exclusive uh, first ever play of the protest song, uh, more than just uh, a toy written uh, by the 2%. This is fed in, lovely touch. Goes around his player, chips across the box. Jackson! Oh, yes! What a goal by Johnny Jackson! Arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. So welcome back to Charlton Live, live on this Sunday evening from the Valley. Uh, we've been talking about yesterday's 2-1 defeat to Queen's Park Rangers and been talking about the fact that uh, Katrin Mare has, has, has popped off on holiday to Dubai at the uh, at the business end of the season. Um, 
uh, Chris said uh, KM has been headhunted as Dubai's leading beach ball salesperson after the coverage on Sky, which is possible, which hopefully. Uh, and uh, Nicholas says, not shooting, but if you can't handle your duty and your job, then resign. Don't hide away uh, from your responsibilities. I'm assuming you're pun- punching the air about the golf or something. Well, yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're not shirking away our responsibilities. No, no, not at all. The Masters is on. And uh, Lowry, who uh, who led the, well, was close to leading the field, was right beyond Spieth on the first day and then sort of slipped a bit. It's just holding one on the Masters. No way, a hole in one. A hole in one on the oh, Masters, well. which, yeah. um, which on this particular hole is not the strangest thing. It's that one where, and they put the pin in just the right place. Uh, if you chip it in the right place, I mean, here's me, couldn't hit a golf ball, so he's like, <laughs> but, but uh, he's done it perfectly. I don't know if that puts him back in contention, but it was a great shot. Yeah. Right. Um, I was contacted during the week uh, with uh, an, an offer to, to for, for Charlton Live to break an exclusive, which is very rarely that happens, because normally you hear uh, all your news elsewhere, and we, we, just ha- we come in here and sort of discuss it, really. So I was very excited when I was uh, offered this, and uh, basically behind the scenes, um, and, and it's not card that have done this it's not the coalition against Roland Duchatelet has done this it's a fan that's taken it upon him, his own back to do this but card have, have heard it and they've uh, they're, they're willing to sort of put a little bit of uh, advertising behind it and to, and to help get the word out there uh, a, a fan uh, has written a protest song about the uh, about the the situation at the club it's called more than just a toy uh, and it's by the two percent the, the 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 little band have called themselves the two percent the music and the lyrics are by a Charlton fan uh, called John Barnes you got to that's not it I yeah, unfortunately it. <laughs> it's not that John Barnes uh, and there is no John Barnes uh, rap in it but John Barnes is a, an addict's fan he lives in, uh, in Chiselhurst he attended his first game at the Valley in 1964 I think the fact that there's no John Barnes rap in it is already a plus <laughs> yeah possibly uh, and uh, so, so John Barnes uh, wrote the lyrics uh, they're sung by his nephew Charlie uh, I assume Charlie Barnes, who's also a Charlton fan, and uh, performed by local music students. And uh, this is the interesting bit. Oh, it's going to be sold for 99p, uh, hopefully from Tuesday. Uh, that, that's what they're aiming for, Tuesday. It's going to be sold for 99p, and all profits will go to the protest fund. Uh, and just as a side note, the protest fund isn't Card's fund. The protest fund is sort of separate from Card. And if you're a fan who's come up with a protest, you can contact the protest fund. If you go on the Charlton Life Forum, uh, you'll see a thread for it, but there's a, a, a user called Davo. Uh, we had him on the show last week. He, um, he, if you have a protest idea, you, you can go to him for some funding, and he will help you out. So if you, if you speak to him, as long as it's within legal um, yeah. constraints, I'm assuming. But, yeah, not, uh, uh, that's good to know but, yeah. because a lot of people would assume that it's a it's a slush fund held by uh, held by Garden, and yeah. so people th- might be worried that it's not being used correctly. Yeah. So that's, uh, so, that's so yeah. Good, if good you have hear. if you have an idea, go up uh, go up to uh, to Chapman Life Forum, and he'll be. Uh, Try and help. Uh, so uh, John Barnes, he's produced the song, and apparently he's also produced a very entertaining video, which is going to be launched at the same time. So I'm, I think I'm guessing Tuesday, uh, all off his own back, and then he got in touch with Card himself to help promote it. So it's very much his thing, uh, rather than a Card project. We've got a few quotes from John, uh, which I'm going to read you out uh, quickly before we uh, we play you the song. More than just a toy by the two percent. John says, like many Charlton fans, I'm very upset at the way things have gone over the past few years. I like music and writing songs and thought it would be uh, a different way to call attention to our situation and to make people aware of the circumstances at Charlton and why fans are so upset. There have been lots of protests aimed at a range of targets. I think to keep grabbing people's attention, you have to make things interesting and this is just another way to keep chipping away at the regime. Hopefully, in some small way, it will help to... Uh, contribute to change. So here you go. You're exclusive here on Charlton Live. The first ever playing of more than just a toy by the 2%. We want 
Chatelet Thinks he's found a clever way With his metrics and statistics He believes football simplistic Such an easy game to play Yes, he believes he knows it all And he understands football And just because he's made his riches Out of electronic switches We should all be in his thrall Every tackle, every run Every pass becomes a sum And with his entourage of chances He's convinced he has the answers Knows his elbow from his bum <laughs> Hey Roland, you're not the new messiah Call like Monty Vyford's naughty boy Surrounded by puppets, fools and liars This football club is more than just a toy This is Peter Barney and he smiles at us so smarmy It's enough to make you sick He still desperately clings To the hope of one last fling Our inept president likes to describe our discontent As just a message board thing But Richard, it really isn't funny The way I trust in you has been abused Face it, you'll never get your money Come let someone better fill your shoes Miscommunication and a false insinuation She drives us to despair She has a favourite man And he drives a laundry van From Colchester to London He's a very clever someone With a clever escape plan Oh, she says that we're all weird And that we shouldn't interfere But we'll defeat her with our rugs and frosts And her Disney puppet mask She's gone, we'll still be here Dear Catherine, you've overstayed your welcome You talk in such a condescending way Collection thinks it's all on back to Belgium ha! The Eurostar is right on time today Lovely stuff there from uh, the two percent. That was more than just a toy. Uh, that was that was brilliant, wasn't it? I was expecting Suggs to uh, to open the, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to come out with the uh, with the lyrics, but because uh, it's very madness esque, isn't it? Yeah, uh, John Barnes and his is uh, uh, he, he wrote that. He's a Charlton fan, not not the John Barnes who used to play for Liverpool and, and indeed us for a, a, a very brief spell of sorts. Yeah, uh, his, yeah his, uh, debatable his, one. That his one. Uh, nephew Charlie was the, the the singer there. We had a tweet in about half an hour ago from Daniel Williams. Uh, he said, uh, uh, "Can't wait to hear more than just a toy." Love recording the drums for John and the two percent. So he was the the guy who did the drumming uh, on it, which was uh, very good. Um, uh, Peter Pierce says that he um, uh, that he loves the, uh, the the scar beat, which is good. 
uh, uh, we, we've tweeted out the lyrics. Um, we've, uh, I've tweeted out the lyrics on, on the Charlton Live account, just in case you want to uh, to read along to and sing along and to sing along when they comes when it comes out. Simon Emmett said, "Wish we could get the uh, uh, this played over the uh, the, the tannoy next." Yeah, Saturday. I can't see that happening. <laughs> well, I don't know if you play pay enough bungs to, to the right people. <laughs> uh, do you reckon? Yeah. So uh, Peter Pierce said he loved the scar beat. As did uh, TFT seven seven nine seven. Said great tune. Scar meets coral thing. Uh, very good musicians will be buying it on Tuesday. So keep your eyes peeled. They said that they're going to aim for uh, Tuesday uh, to try, try and find out uh, exactly what um, uh, uh, where you, where you can get the song from. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll try and retweet anything uh, if we know uh, uh, when it is. Right? Have we got any uh, emails? Uh, Richard Church has emailed us about uh, <coughs> about the holiday. Uh, hi guys, picture the scene. Catherine comes down from breakfast, hoping to laze by the pool and get stuck into her paperback or electronic equivalent. As she rounds the steps down to her imagined paradise, her eyes catch sight of half a dozen sun loungers, each bedecked with card-branded towels, and each with a flag fluttering above the words, uh, above with the words, get out of our club. That would just about send her over the edge. Uh, kick up the good work, uh, come on your reds. That's, that's yeah. Richard, cheers, mate. Well, there was some brilliant, um, there was some brilliant photoshops doing the rounds earlier where someone's photo, yeah, so with the feet. photoshopped Katrine. <laughs> what, there's someone photoshopped Katrine on the beach, just surrounded by black and white people. <laughs> From uh, from the uh, from the protest, BFF on the forum says, "Great show so far." Do Chatelet is a tight get, uh, being that the contract money is paid. I can see him sticking with Riga as long as Riga doesn't start publicly asking for more funds. If he does, he will go similar to Luzon and Peters. Other than other than that reason, if Du Chatelet does pull the trigger, it will be that <coughs> folk from Uzpest. Uh, Nabosha Vignovich, whose name I can still pronounce. Although I, I dare say I'll be proved wrong when, when he arrives. Yeah. <laughs> Nabosha Vignovich. Uh, he says, great picking up of what happened with the strike. And he says that Morgan Fox has been a victim of having a poor left midfielder in front of him. He is a solid enough uh, defender. Which is, uh, I think that, you know, that's my opinion anyway. I think uh, defensively, I don't have a problem with Morgan. He gets caught out because he goes forward sometimes and doesn't have that adequate cover because the right side. Uh, we seem to be sorted Goodmanson uh, for all the fact that maybe he hasn't quite achieved what uh, he achieved uh, last season is still a decent foil for whoever's on the right side going forward and we just haven't found that I mean Callum uh, I don't think so. he's not, um, he's, not, he's, not a, he's not a defensively minded, minded player um, <laughs> that said then you've got to try and fit him in elsewhere I suppose uh, Lookman's mm-hmm. too young and, and he tries his best bless him but um, I don't think uh, he's defensively minded nor should he be because he should be playing in the middle um, so I think we've uh, Bergditch flatters for about half an hour and then uh, runs out of puff or runs out of others. I'm not sure what. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that that if if we were in the perfect position, if we were all in that utopian place where uh, we're now looking ahead and thinking what could uh, complement this squad to go forward to maybe push for the Premier League, then we we could start thinking of left-sided midfielders who are good. And but as we're not, then it's a bit yeah. pointless. Really. Well, I, was, I was trying to think if we remember towards the end of last season, that's when Morgan started to actually hit a run of form, um, and he was he was playing with Bulo. Yeah. Oh, now that's, that's a different game. That's Fred, someone we Fred Bulo, after he came back from the African Cup of Nations, was an amazing player. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I'd agree with that 100. percent I do think Fox started this season in fairly good form as well, but through the middle of the season, and he's not the only one here. He did have a big drop off in form, yeah. and that is when we saw Tariq come in for a few games. But Tariq's not a bad shot actually. If, uh, as no. he gets as he progresses, no. Not he's, at all. Uh, I wonder how he's getting on on loan up at Oldham, but. Uh... Oh, such a bizarre club, aren't we? Loaned him out. There was a couple of points on Tuesday actually where, where Morgan overhit crosses, which just, just yeah, uh, it was frustrating. Yeah, it was frustrating, and uh, but yeah, he got he went off uh, towards or midway through the second half yesterday. He got a good round of applause from the Trump fans who appreciated his efforts. And, and like I say, he is a, he is a decent defender going forward. He, he, he struggles. 
Yeah, and uh, like I say, I think when he drops off form, it's very noticeable because he is on the ball a lot and we're used to him getting forward and trying to get crosses in. So I think that kind of exposes him a bit. But when he's on form, certainly, like, like you've said there, towards the end of last season, he was he was excellent and started this season well. Had a drop-off of form in the middle. Um, but I think on the whole, towards certainly in the last sort of 10, 12 games, he's had the odd poor performance, but he's been a lot better again. Um, but yeah, he's obviously... We've seen some of the abuse he had in some of the games as well, and that can't be easy to manage because he is still—he's still young. We've got to remember that. Uh, Bob Liskin says it can't be long before Katrina is spotted by an addict on holiday. Well, Marion came close. Marian, she, Marian, she was out she, there. Should have waited another week, Marion. Yeah. Could have been our uh, person yeah. on the spot. Well, I think we're going to have just a, a thirty-second break or so. We're going to come back and uh, polish off the emails and then look ahead to uh, to next Saturday's game <laughs> derby. <laughs> He's gone for it, you know. Oh, what oh, a goal! goal. Oh, what, what a goal by Armakashi! Oh, that's almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike! That is outrageous. Right-footed. Well, he saw Armak off his line. What a goal! Live. Well, that's Charlton Live here, live uh, from the Valley on a Sunday evening. I'm Louis Mendes, joining me in the studio here, Terry Smith and Tom Wallin. Uh, Lee Harmon tweeted in, uh, I'm all up for Katrine going on holiday if it's one that means she never returns to our club. <laughs> Which is uh, uh, an interesting point. We, we've just been talking about um, Foxy and, and Matt Stewart says, the reason why Foxy's picked up more noticeably is because teams always attack down his side. The oppo managers notice weakness. So he, he thinks that teams often try and attack Morgan which I don't disagree our left side is our weakness I think yeah. that's, that's clear yeah. and, 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 and it's happened a few times but uh, I'm not sure it's entirely just down to the fact that it's, it's the left back it's that, uh, it's that left side in general I think yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's hop uh, back onto the, uh, onto the email yeah I've got itself. a few uh, still to read uh, Ken Senyard Ken Senyard uh, thanks Ken hi guys I'm afraid that despite a few weeks of decent performances we are where we are and that has been obvious to only but the most optimistic of fans for months. Uh, months, if not 14 months, of inept management with a lack of season quality championship players and, dare I say it, an, ex- an, exper- an, an experienced manager at this level has seen out um, team bowed to this level of inept and horrific basement of despair. Uh, despite a reprieve last season, which has proved to be a false dawn, some of us saw the signs at the start of, his, uh, of this last stewardship, which is why the Woolwich meeting was called. And how I bet people would wish to have had the opportunity to reflect on that position now and put things right. Managers have come and gone, and despite Riga being the best of a bunch, we've lacked uh, the setup and standards required. Yes, it's painful. Yes, fans have woken up, but things will change without a change of ownership and culture that this regime seem unable to accept or prepared to accept. Somehow, I doubt it. I hope we have reached the bottom and that the club can try and strive towards rebuilding, but somehow I fear not. Sorry to be so negative, but there's still a big job to do, and that is to change the ownership and direction of the club. Uh, that's pretty much what uh, a lot of fans feel that that's the only way that things will uh, turn around just following a, a, a little conversation on our on our thread on the Charlton Life forum uh, I won't go into details because someone who's examining a couple of technical details but it's nice to know that Rudders22 listens to the show whilst lying in bed so sweet sweet dreams Rudders uh, given up a chance yeah <laughs> yeah, just, yeah thanks for it's almost like the three of us are in bed with you steady back on the emails yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Can I have a drink? Uh, Seb Lewis, uh, thanks Seb. We came out of the international break six points behind 21st. We have only four points since the international break and ten points behind 21st. Even with all nine, we, would st- uh, we still would have been five points behind 21st. Basically, nine points and only making up one point on 21st, which would have been considered unlucky. With the sides outside the drop carrying on winning, regardless of what we do, it seems just destined not to be. Before yesterday, I felt we maybe had a 10% chance of pulling it off, but now probably just 1%. I don't want to mention 2% for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, if, we, if we won all our remaining five games, uh, that will finish the season for us on 51 points. And the way things have gone since the international break, I now feel that's unlikely to be enough, even with a better goal difference. But it is important that we keep fighting and we are going down. If we go down, we go down fighting. Yesterday, we gave absolutely everything. For me, the disappointment kicked in a lot more this morning when I woke up as I tried to focus on my away day and the fact that I was sobering up. Uh, whatever happens, I'll be back again next year. Looking forward to Northampton and Oxford. Charlton until I die. Thanks, Seb. Yeah, thanks for email, Seb. Of course, we always knew that, that you'd be there uh, next season. Come rain or shine, Seb Lewis is always there. Uh, and, and he's quite right to point out that Northampton uh, got promoted yesterday. So yep. that's one of our other teams we'll be facing. Uh, I don't know if we've ever played at Sixfields. Certainly not in my recent memory. No, it doesn't ring a bell for me either. Played Northampton at home in one of the cups like a few years ago. But yeah, I've never been. So that's a new ground that uh, a lot of us Is will get the to Northampton off. ground a new ground anyway? New-ish. Sixfields yeah. has been there. I don't know how new, but yeah. I thought that in distant memory. Mm. <coughs> Mark Newbury emails us in. Evening, fellow sadists. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. At least you know about that. Better to... <laughs> better, oh, dear. That's two mental pictures I've got to get in my head for a leave. Uh, better to be like Bolton and know uh, now, or by some miracle, get to the last day and have to beat potential champions Burnley at home on the last day. A day which could see us relegated and a championship handed out the same as last year to opposition. If Catherine is out of the country now, well, it doesn't matter, a jot. Let her sit on a beach reading some chick lit, rather, I think that's probably flick, rather than in the uh, stand with security on her shoulder with that trapped wind smile of hers. The protest will continue. If she thinks that the club will not run uh, without her here, well, we've been rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic all season. So if the captain decides to nip off early, the iceberg of relocation will still take us down. Been relegated, been promoted, almost been liquidate, liquidated, but we continue to follow our team. And that's cheers, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, end of season radio show as usual. Uh, at least you know the catering's good. We were talking about that uh, <laughs> yeah, the other day, yeah, funny yeah. enough. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. we, we think we're probably, because we haven't got gadget anymore, Mark, we're probably going to struggle to get an end of season show with, with a studio audience set up in the lounge. But we are extending a special invite to you, to you and, and to your wife <laughs> uh, so you can bring the foods that you still bring if you want to come and sit in the studio <laughs> during the last show uh, of the season, which we will confirm. We are hoping, not confirmed yet, to, to be doing something from the Player of the Year as well. Yeah, there's not, a couple, well, there's a couple of, I mean, obviously there's a couple of technical, is- technical issues to deal with, but the other thing is whether we've got, whether we really feel we want to yeah. do it. Now, that's, that, there's two, two whether, issues And here. whether some of us are welcome. Well, that's another point, yeah. <laughs> that, that is another point, yeah. <laughs> Kevin says that he agrees that Fox is let down by the midfield. He's not great going forward, but solid at back, let down by lack of cover. Peter Pierce says maybe Katrina is chatting to rich uh, football investors out there. That would be good. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, we never know. Uh, Dan Briordi's e- emailed us in, dear studio. Uh, thanks, Dan. Always a pleasure to hear your insight. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't from me, it must have been you two. Uh, forget this season. When do you think uh, we'll want to uh, be around next year, I wonder? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, who do you think will or want to be around next year, I wonder? F- I feel we need to build a team around Jordan if he stays. What do you think about him and others? Do you think that we can keep Bauer, Vettikali, Kashi? I assume we won't have Goodmanson or Lookman. And what has happened to Poyet? Tired and emotional because my glass is half empty in this den. Yeah, I've got the same glass, mate, now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know... I think in most seasons, you could probably look through this guy and say, yeah, I think he'll stay. I think Jordan's there. He'll stay. I think he won't stay. I think he won't. But 
you just, I think with this, with what's happening now at this at our club, I don't think any of us could possibly have any idea, yeah. one way or the other. I haven't other. got a clue. Because you just don't know. I'm, I'm still. But again, you know, would uh, would he want to be? <laughs> Do you know I, what I mean? I, I, Who? Because obviously we've got a split squad. Let's say we've got um, players who are just here to play, and uh, they've been brought in to do a job. Then, you know, with all due respect to them, they don't really care about about Charlton as such. You know, of course they care. But hopefully, they'll have professional pride. But generally speaking, they'll be somewhere else next year, and uh, that's just the nature of the beast with, with football players and, and, and workers generally, I suppose. Then you've got the the players who have been here a while who don't who aren't necessarily Charlton supporters, but they've got Charlton probably now in their hearts because they've been here long enough, uh, and we've infected them with uh, with Charlton, if you like. Um, so they're they're torn between do they want to stay and 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 have to go through another season of of what they've gone through this season not just on, not just talking on the field even if even if by you know we do well on the field next season still got all the background of, of what's going on behind the scenes at the club to to deal with and then you've got the players who are Charlton supporters and they're going to be the the hardest ones to 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 uh, uh, to make a decision I guess because they'll desperately want to stay here because they got the club in their heart um, and because they followed them as well as uh, playing for them. But again, as professionals, do you want to be at a place where, for your own career, it might not be the right that's thing to do? Exactly what Kevin tweets in just now. He says, what players would want to sign for us with all the problems? Yeah, and that's something, right. And, I mean, it's all well and good. Well, we'll get it, players. But, we will yeah. get players through the, through the, the network, as, as, as we've already seen. We've got players who will come to a, a struggling championship club. Because um, they'll get paid to come to a championship club. Well, I mean, it was it was a bit of a laugh we all had on Twitter about six weeks or so ago. But one of the Alcacorn players followed me, and has since been DMing me, begging me to get the, ch- the club to sign him. Yeah. It's bizarre. Like pe- people will want to come here, and Kevin Kraut points out that Roger Johnson did. I mean, uh, again, with my new best mate Paul Moore, I had this conversation because I wanted to hear what a professional footballer would say about this thing. Because all well and good saying, "Oh, I wouldn't go and play there." In a professional footballer's mind, he was like, "Well, he said the same thing. You wouldn't want to go and say it." And I said, "Look at the players we had last season. Players who, in my mind, didn't look good enough or didn't care." Roger Johnson, who for somehow turned up this season again, we we got hailed over the barrel to give him a long contract because we're a ridiculous club. You know, Chris Eagles last season didn't didn't butter any pass in City. There'll be players out there that want to play. play. Yeah. No, no question about it. The people the keep dif- turning up at Blackpool, don't they? But like, the difference, exactly. I mean, I think the the one example I think we, we can look at, and it's happened not that long ago, is the players um, that uh, we got in before Chris Powell arrived. You know, on the face of it, uh, players that uh, you'd think had decent enough quality, but as a team, just didn't play because they were here picking up a wage. They were playing football without any real vested interest in what was going to, going to happen afterwards. Chris Powell came in, saw that, immediately changed it around. Brought in players in, in the same strength that Kirbishley used to have. Bring in players that wanted to play, needed, had a point to prove. Uh, so they wanted to play for themselves as well as, um, as, well as the club. And so the right type of players. Yeah. And that, that's the same whatever division you're in. Don't matter whether you're in the League One or Championship or Premiership. You, uh, look at Leicester. You know, you buy players who want to buy into the club, who want to, who want to prove, them, uh, you know, prove their worth uh, and prove it to themselves and to the people who maybe have discarded them in the past. They're the sort of players you want. Uh, and we've had managers who could do that. Um, but even if we get a manager who could do that, do we have the system to back yeah. that up? And that's, that's the problem. I said to Nath on Thursday, and I think, I think it was off air, it may have been, may have been on the show, but I said... I think we're going to see next season just how impressive that effort from Chris Powell last time we were down there was because to have that sense of unity and that sense of players, we're, it's going to be so tough to be able to do that this time. Look at Sheffield United, been down there the, the entire time. Yeah. The entire Since time we, we went, went and, and now since, we're going back. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're still there. 
Uh, CFC Facts and Stats says, our last trip to Northampton was in September 1988 at the County Cricket Ground, Wanted Road. Oh, well done. Yeah, so good, good stat there. Um, uh, emails tell. Yeah, a few more left. Um, Heather McKinley, this is actually to you, Louis. Uh, struggling to listen live due to a poor Wi-Fi signal. Grateful if you could give a mention to the CFC Trust's season ticket survey. Just takes a few minutes to complete, and we're trying to reach as many fans as possible. Whatever their views on the regime, link is on the website homepage at CS- castrust.org. That's from Heather. Yeah, I've seen there's there's some sort of thing. So I'll, I'll retweet the uh, uh, the link from uh, from the Charlton Live account. So. Nicholas Elby's uh, also in medicine. Thanks, Nicola, as always. Uh, hi, guys. Followed the game yesterday from Madrid. Uh, tough. Uh, sounds like... Uh, that's an inappropriate holiday time, surely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I did the same thing a couple of weeks ago. Did you? Where was you? Yeah, I was Madrid. Oh, was I, you? I had Louis texting me the score just to keep... Oh, oh yeah, I was a chef on Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. You lost that one as well. Your fault. Your fault. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. <laughs> Hi guys, followed the game yesterday from Madrid Sounds like our ability to finish cost us the game And basically confirmed League One football next season As expected Can't believe our so-called CEO Catherine Has gone swanning off to Dubai on holiday When she should be more worried about the state of the club And the low number of season ticket renewals She obviously still finds the club situation funny Three more home games to go And I won't be renewing my season ticket for next season Until Ronan and Catherine go Been a season, t- season ticket on for 20 years And hopefully I'll return one day That's Nicola from Mainstream Thanks Nicola uh, 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 a view echoed by many. Yeah, sadly. Uh, Mark Newbury's uh, got back to us. Just a few things. I'd rather do on holiday with. <laughs> I'd rather. Hello. I might have to read this first. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. Now, yeah, no, I'm all right. Uh, just a few things I'd rather do on ho- than holiday with Catrian. Right. Face Anthony Joshua with one arm tied behind my back. <laughs> Go camping with Kim Jong Un in Korea. Get a Crystal Palace season ticket. Get a Millwall tattoo and streak at a West Ham game. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Blue Water during the school holiday, or, or put in brackets there, or Christmas. Uh, get a Jeremy, get Jeremy Hunt a doctor to treat him, <laughs> uh, and have Corbin and Livingston in my restaurant. And the last one is be vegan. That's serious stuff. No, 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 no. And the last email for now, anyway, uh, Christopher Davis has just emailed us in. Thanks, Christopher. Christopher. Uh, do you think if Roland sat Catrian and brought someone qualified and adequate for the job, fans could potentially forgive Roland? I think I could, pr- uh, I could provide a replacement was good. Um, he thinks he could, providing the replacement was all right. Uh, I, that's, I, um, that's Christopher. I just think the, the fact that the way that Roland works is, I mean, Catrian is, I mean, all the... Uh, the, the funny Photoshop she, she's a puppet like she, she she doesn't get to make her own decisions on the most important things at this football club <coughs> when you look at managerial decisions I think she has nothing the, that's to do with the, the gist of what uh, people are uh, are um, afraid of or scared of or believe is that all the decisions come from one one place uh, regardless of who's the CEO regardless of anything else regardless of who's the manager even uh, all the decisions seem to come from one place and uh, regardless of uh, who's underneath yeah it's true. So I, I don't. I honestly don't think it would make any any difference. Uh, MICFC uh, tweeted me a, a nice Northampton Town mug because he knows I collect mugs uh, from football. I got free this week because I got Ipswich on Tuesday, and then don't ask me why. But oh, I've already told you. I was I was at Newcastle on, on Friday, so I got one from there, and I got the uh, the QPR one yesterday. Uh, Martin. So your mug collection will take a boost. At least. Oh yeah, it's do, doing the ninety-two in mug form, uh, and Charlton being rubbish is, is helping that very much. There's, there's, there's some there's some uh, synergy with uh, doing the ninety-two in mug form. Yeah, <laughs> somehow rings a bell. I don't know yeah. what it is. Right, tell this is your chance to sign. Ray Bates uh, tweets in big plug, please for the upbeat sponsored walk next week. Tell oh, yes, you're on massive it. Massive plug, um, and and honestly, if you haven't done it. 
why but or if you haven't signed up for it or if you haven't uh, contributed to uh, to to just giving then again why and, and we will be on you know over the next week we'll be uh, we'll be pushing this ad infinitum and probably ad nauseum basically uh, next week they did it last year uh, the walk from the training ground uh, to the valley uh, the training ground being sparrows lane obviously and um, in aid of the upbeats, and you're uh, um, asked to go to uh, the Just Giving site, which uh, which they've set up, and I'll give you that in a second, to um, to contribute, either sign up for the walk itself, or uh, or at least if you can't make that, and I couldn't last year, uh, just um, uh, register and donate if possible. Uh, basically, it was um, I'm, I'm a bit of a mug. Last year, I couldn't do it because of my back. Uh, it went just uh, not long beforehand, and I was advised not to. Uh, and it was only eight miles or seven and a half miles then. Uh, they've extended it to nine miles this year, because I'm, <laughs> I'm really pleased about. Excellent. Um, so basically, it's taking place on uh, next week, April the 16th. The day coincides with uh, the fi- home fixture against Derby. Uh, there'll be walking groups with um, legends. Um, we've got uh, Carl Lieben, Simon Webster and Mortimer that I know of. Bob Boulder maybe as well, I think, uh, might be doing it. So uh, there'll be legends along the way as well. Uh, it's a nine-mile walk from Sparrows Lane. You'll get uh, an upbeat walking T-shirt uh, for, uh, to keep forever. Uh, Charlton legend, as I've said before, you get discount off the match. So if you haven't got a match ticket um, and you want to climb along to the game now, I know people don't want to support the regime and all of that sort of stuff, but the uh, the proceeds of the 50% ticket, because you get 50% off the price of the ticket, goes to the upbeats. So uh, it's worth doing for that in itself, I think, um, if, you, if you fancy it. Uh, they're trying to reach 25 grand as a goal. Um, I think uh, this walk... Uh, achieved something in the region of 13 grand last time and uh, I think it's a bit short of that this time So, uh, and that's probably because of the situation uh, the club's in, I, I get that so if we can get up to that, that'd be great um, you can either go to the uh, cact.org.uk and get the information from um, uh, from that website of, of how you then go and register and or donate or you can just go straight to the Just Giving page which is Charlton Upbeats 2016 on the Just Giving page and I'm going to do it uh, myself and uh, Big Dave Big Dave Lockwood um, not only will I be interviewing uh, Paul Mortimer I will be for the most part he doesn't know it yet I'll be uh, spending at least two thirds of the walk on his back <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that Paul Mortimer interview because I, I, like I say I had a conversation off the record with him yesterday but if he's anywhere near as uh, forthright as he was with me it's going to be a cracker <laughs> it's going to be an absolute cracker I'm going to have to try and do it early doors because by the end of it I'll be blowing out my backside so, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah don't forget you can uh, donate to um, to the uh, to the, the cause as, as Terry gave that there's also and I know there's um, we, we've been donated something uh, oh, a few yes. months ago which we are going to auction off on the Charlton Life website we're going to wait until after the walk because next week Charlton Life forum have got a few auctions which you'll yeah, hear about yeah, on yeah. the forum so we're going to wait till after not to so we're not going to muddy the waters but we'll be auctioning it's like a, a signed Premier League era shirt uh, from uh, it's including Chris Powell I think I think Jason Yule's on there's, there's a few different names which we'll be auctioning uh, in a couple of weeks so you'll be able to, to donate to, to the upbeats via that right we have run out of time on, on what's been another packed uh, Charlton Live Show. Thanks to uh, to all of you for all your your tweets and your emails. Thanks to the two percent for allowing us to to give you that exclusive first listen uh, to their protest song, uh, more than just a toy. Uh, thank you to Terry Smith for coming in. Cheers, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank Ta-da. you for Tom winning for coming in. Cheers, Louis. Uh Let's hope that uh, even though the players aren't quite on the beach yet, uh, Katrina is. Let's hope that it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, we can all enjoy our summer holidays when the time is right. We'll see you on Thursday evening. That's very weird. <laughs>
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.